I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm David Asman, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. I'm Trey Yingst. In the fight against coronavirus, doctors and patients alike are looking for the next generation of healthcare to save lives. The more data that you have sort of that, that can be interactive or that can be uh, accessible, especially in healthcare, the faster you can get to answers or targets for a drug or diagnosing a disease. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. In the race for a coronavirus vaccine and treatment, there are new conversations about the advantages of developing a globally connected, data-driven healthcare system. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Harry Glorikine, the author of Moneyball Medicine, thriving in a new data-driven healthcare market. Starting first, though, in Europe, where multiple countries are introducing tracing applications. The apps will be used to warn users if they've been in the proximity of someone who tested positive for COVID-19. They will also provide users with healthcare information about testing and treatment locations. This method has been used voluntarily for citizens in the United Kingdom, France, and Norway, among others. In Israel, a court order was previously obtained, allowing the government for a period of time to track Israelis during the outbreak. Now to the Gulf Arab states that are reporting more than 100,000 total cases of COVID-19. While Saudi Arabia had early success in controlling the spread of coronavirus, the kingdom is struggling with a spike in new cases, seeing more than 40,000 infected. Qatar has the second highest number of cases among these states, followed closely by the UAE. Finally, in India, more than 74,000 total cases of coronavirus are now being confirmed, with more than 2,000 dead. Indian authorities say the majority of deaths are related to pre-existing conditions. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi implemented a strict month-long lockdown when the outbreak first began. It has since been modified and extended to 50 days as of today. So how could the whole world benefit from being better connected amid a pandemic like coronavirus? It's uh, it's actually very um, positive right now that, that so much data is being shared across the science community to sort of drive us and, and hopefully dig us out of the, 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 the current hole that we're in. This is Harry Glorikine, the author of Moneyball Medicine, thriving in a new data-driven healthcare market. It, it's, it's, it's great to see what's happening and, and how quickly we're moving things forward. Um, if you think about in the past, uh, when we would do something like looking at the uh, sequencing of a, of a virus or so forth, it would take time. And, and now, you know, this sequence for this coronavirus was done in days. And then within, you know, a week or two after that, people had the first uh, at least ideas around how they would create a vaccine against it. Um, and that's all because of the data that we can sort of drive through the systems we have now and the technologies we have now. So when you look at the concept of a globally connected data-driven system, what does that look like? Uh, globally is always a little, <laughs> it's a little bit of a challenge, right, because of, uh, because of politics and countries. Um, but if you think about sort of the United States or, or a particular country in general is uh, the more data that you have sort of that, that can be interactive or that can be uh, accessible, um, especially in healthcare, the faster you can get to answers um, or targets for a drug or diagnosing a disease because 
it's all dependent on the N, the number of people that you have, or the number of data points that you have that you can look at. And if you're a very small hospital system, right, you may only have a certain number of data points you can look at, but as we aggregate data or look at it across systems, you get a much better picture of what's going on. And sort of the analogy that I would give you is something like if you look at Google, you know, because they have so much data in one place, you can you can really see a lot through their through that lens. Um, science has the same, you know, fundamental barriers. Is the more data that we have, the better we're able to see the picture clearly. What are some of the challenges that this structure would? Face. I imagine there are countries and industries and even specific hospitals and scientists that would be for a system like this and some that would be against it, trying to protect their information or uh, developments. So, I mean, what are some of the challenges that you see in trying to implement a system like this? Well, in the United States, the challenge is, is you know, we, we have an interoperability challenge. I mean, you know, you go across the street to, to another institution and <laughs> you can't get your own health record. So that, that, that's a, you know, a basic challenge that I think, um, you know, Congress and the Senate need to tackle because it's not going to happen from a local basis. It's got to be a nationally driven movement. And, I'm, you know, it's, it's sort of sad that we haven't done it until now. Um, the other ways though is, so, you know, it's funny because I always look at technology as, as a way to sort of get out of some of these conundrums. And so you can, there's right now, there are people working on, uh, uh, ways of doing things that are federated. In other words, um, the system would go out, um, learn from the knowledge at individual institutions, not take any personal information or, um, something that would identify you, but then come back and sort of improve the central brain if you have framed it that way. And so now all of a sudden that system that's in the center has learned from all the data outside, but has come in and made itself smarter so that everybody can take advantage of that. So there are ways that, that makes a lot of sense. Manage this. Um, I'm not going to say they're all perfect, um, they all have their pros and cons, but um, human beings are, are very creative. And uh, when we do put our minds to doing something, I think we're, we're pretty good at solving these issues. Do you see coronavirus and the spread of COVID-19 as changing the pace in which data is shared among the healthcare industry and what types of data is shared? Uh, I think right now, uh, well, I think from a science perspective, yes. Uh, there's a lot of data being shared. There's a lot of papers being published. Some of them make me uncomfortable because they're not peer-reviewed. Um, so you always have to read the paper with a little bit of skepticism. Um, but it's, you know, right now I think the information is good for us to have so that we can know what to go chase down. Um, the institutions right now I think are... I think they're struggling. Um, you know, when you don't have uh, elective surgeries, you don't have general appointments, their revenue uh, stream is, is sort of hurt. It's, I think they're more on the, how do I get through this stage, as opposed to just um, 
actively sharing information, although I think they are to a certain extent, but not the way that I think that you were framing the question. You've been listening to Harry Glorikeen, the author of Moneyball Medicine, thriving in a new data-driven healthcare market. We'll be right back. So, I mean, during this type of global pandemic, there's also opportunity. And as someone who has a lot of experience building ventures, where do you see the opportunity right now in terms of services and other things that people need that aren't necessarily out there or out there in the form that they are needed in amid the coronavirus outbreak? Yeah, I think what you're going to see is, um, you know, uh, distributed testing where it's not necessarily centralized is going to be become more and more of a need, although you want those tests to be you know, cleared by the FDA. You don't want to use just any test. Um, you're going to see telemedicine um, start to play a larger role, especially, you know, before you could, you know, what when a doctor was competing, they might have been competing in a five-mile radius. Now with telemedicine, you know, your doctor can be anywhere um, and, and help manage you. Um, you can see how CVS and Aetna and the strategy that they're, you know, been implementing, if they can execute on these uh, regional centers to see patients in a dynamic like this between the telemedicine and the testing, it could be very, you know, helpful. Um, I'm seeing lots of places where because of this and because of the doors that it's opened up, uh, there can be tremendous business model disruption uh, of the existing um, rubric that that we've had in place for a long time. And then finally, when it comes to the business perspective of all of this and the idea of building new ventures for the greater good amid the coronavirus outbreak, what advice would you give to people who are in different industries who are looking to make a difference and provide something that will assist the entire world in fighting coronavirus? So I think one of the big issues uh, is those companies that can create the products that we need today, whether they be masks or protective gear or whatever, think about how you can retool. Um, there are companies that are on the technology side. I think there's a, a, a huge opportunity to look at the healthcare space and how you can pivot um, where you might be able to help us get beyond where we are today. Um, and the ones that are already looking at it, um, you know, or already sort of playing in it, I would say, you know, look at yourselves as playing a larger role uh, in the space because we're going to need technology help um, in playing a larger role in how we manage healthcare in the United States. And, and the goal is not necessarily just to treat sick people, but identify things early and keep people healthy. That would actually help bend the cost curve. Um, in, a, in a large way. And, and those are the areas that I'm constantly looking at because I think the next Google, the next Microsoft, uh, the next Amazon is going to come from this data-driven healthcare shift that we're seeing. Harry Glorikian, the author of Moneyball Medicine, Thriving in the New Data-Driven Healthcare Market. Harry, thanks again for your time. Thank you very much. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.